Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Lin Lee. Now, thousands defied a ban to march in central Paris against police violence over the weekend as tensions continue to run high in France after a policeman killed Nahel M, a 17-year-old boy of Algerian and Moroccan origin. Now, this follows more than a week of violent riots that have engulfed the country. And these riots are described as unprecedented in terms of scale and intensity. For more insights on the deep-rooted issues behind the unrest, we're joined by Crystal Fleming, Professor of Sociology and Africana Studies at Stony Brook University. Good to have you with us, Professor. Welcome Thank to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, you. you are also an author, right? And you authored Resurrecting Slavery, Racial Legacies and White Supremacy in France. Based on the latest we're seeing, what's your take on the situation? Well, my take on the situation, first of all, is that the young teenager who was killed by police, Niall M., it really matters that he was of Moroccan and Algerian descent. He's, he was a French youth, but a member of the largest mm. minority group in France, right? Arabs are the largest minority group in France. And they are also disproportionately harassed by police, killed by police, as are black French people as well. Those are the two groups that are disproportionately targeted. Um, And so, you know, given France's long history of colonial racism, it's not surprising to see that pattern. But it is heartbreaking. And that is why so many people have taken to the streets to protest this injustice, but also, Mm. again, a much longer history of police violence and injustice targeting members of these communities. No, you've studied previous protests as well that have erupted over the years. How would you assess the latest riots compared with previous ones of such nature? Well, a lot of my work has focused in particular on black people in France and black French protests and activism around racism. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is a, a, a long history of French people of color speaking out about the abuses that they experience, the everyday humiliations and discriminations uh, that, again, are rooted in this colonial history, but the white majority population pretending as though race and racism do not exist in France and really advancing this false idea of French universalism or the notion that France is a colorblind society. Unfortunately, that's just never been true. Uh, In fact, French intellectuals and scientists were among the very first in the world to uh, develop white supremacist and racist ideology. And of course, the French colonial regime enacted violence on a, a massive scale across the world that was also infused with racist ideology and, and really viewed people that were not considered white as savages. And we see that language today by white French politicians describing those people who are standing up and protesting in France as savages using that same colonial language. So again, uh, when people say, oh, racism doesn't exist in France mm-hmm. or French people think that racism doesn't exist, that is really erasing the fact that there are people in France, there are French people, including some white French people, but mostly French people of color who have been protesting, who also have been you know, working within organizations in their community to try to address these problems. But this time we saw the French government responding quite quickly. The president called the shooting unforgivable, while the officer is now being charged with voluntary homicide. 
Do you think this incident could bring about significant change or perhaps uh, an opening to that? I mean, it would be a really important and wonderful thing if the French authorities, and including the president, uh, were to use this as a moment to, to pivot and to change. Mm-hmm. But I want to note, not only did President Macron call uh, the killing of Nayel inexcusable, he also said that it was inexplicable. And that last <laughs> claim is just factually not true. Again, we have a lot of research on policing and discrimination in France that shows even numbers from the French government itself that the police disproportionately target French Arabs and French black people and men and boys in particular. Um, and there's a particular law in 2017 that empowered French police to shoot on motorists. And since that law was passed, the number of French people in general killed by police has grown uh, by fivefold. And the majority of those killed have been French, Arab or French black. And so many people uh, in France, human rights organizations and activists are calling for that law to be repealed. So an important shift, again, aside from just saying that it was an awful thing that happened, would be to actually change that 2017 law and enact policies to address bias and discrimination in policing. What about immigration and assimilation policies? Do you think that should be changed too? Well, France has a way of dealing with immigration that emphasizes assimilation. But again, it's also uh, France's history of immigration is itself rooted in a history of colonization. Mm-hmm. So why are there so many Arab French people? Well, that has a lot to do with France's colonization of those societies, particularly if we're thinking of Algeria. Again, Nayel himself was Algerian as well as Moroccan. France began colonizing uh, Algeria in the early 1800s and throughout that period uh, described the population as uncivilized and barbaric. And that's the same mentality that many French uh, white people still have, that they view immigrants who are not white as uh, less than, as uncivilized, and as people who should give up their own cultures to assimilate into the majority. And so in order for France to really deal with and grapple with this legacy of ongoing racism, they're going to have to change their policies, but also their culture in order to acknowledge that racism really creates barriers and discrimination mm. uh, that reduces the life chances of, of members of these communities and causes them to suffer economically, as well as, of course, dealing with those daily humiliations and biases that uh, mm-hmm. make it very difficult for them to live in their own country. Well, clearly, it is a very complex uh, matter, but what kind of wider societal and economic implications might we see from the incident? Well, societal implications, one, I think that because there was video of this awful killing of Nayel, the police killing of Nayel, there was cell phone uh, video, at the time. And because of that, I think this is a moment where there's more international pressure and simply awareness of these issues that, again, people in France have been trying to raise the alarm about, you know, whether it's through marching or through political mobilization. So I think this is an important moment in terms of the international community. The UN itself uh, mm-hmm. very recently issued yet another report calling upon France to address racism and policing. So one 
you know, hopeful uh, outcome of this uh, tragic circumstance is that there will be more uh, mobilizations around addressing French racism as opposed to what has been the policy up until now, which is for the French government to pretend as though racism is not a problem, which, Mm -hmm. of course, reinforces the problem. Aside from law, what else can be done on the social front to ease these historical tensions between the various community segments? Well, law is a part of it, but so is cultural awareness. One of the problems in France is that uh, there's very little done to teach the French uh, population about its history of colonization and racism. And because there hasn't been much done in order to include a wide range of diverse perspectives on these issues in their education or even to have, you know, appropriate museums in their society, then there's not enough space for French people to grapple with these issues and also learn about them. Uh, And so this hopefully will be, again, a moment for uh, the French government, but also for the French population itself to shift gears and actually begin to teach and learn their own history so that they can undo the damage of centuries of colonial racism and create the conditions that are conducive for democracy, because right now they don't have those conditions. Now, we understand that uh, President Macron has also partially blamed video games uh, on this violence. What do you make of that? Oh, it's ridiculous. You know, the, I, I think that President Macron is likely to say, you know, blame it on anything except what we know. We know for a fact, again, since that 2017 law was enacted, which putatively was supposed to be addressing terrorism. That's mm. what was used to justify this law, empowering police to shoot on motorists. Mm. Since that year, the number of French people killed has grown astronomically, and most of those targeted are French, Arab, or French Black people. That has to change. And mm. so, you know, you know, talking about video games or blaming the community itself, these are all, you know, efforts to uh, distract from what we know in terms of the facts on the ground. So again, it's my hope as someone who studies these issues and would like to see France actually, again, build the conditions conducive for a functioning democracy, that they shift away from these distractions and denials to actually address the problems that the UN is calling them to address, that French people who experience these discriminations would like to see addressed. Uh, That will be very important moving forward. On that note, thank you so much, Professor Fleming, for your time and insights today. Thank you so much for having me. We've been speaking with Crystal Fleming, Professor of Sociology and Africana Studies at Stony Brook University. And she's also the author of Resurrecting Slavery, Racial Legacies and White Supremacy in France. And that has been your Morning Shot. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg. Or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.